Hey everyone, welcome to Indie Film Grit, a podcast about indie films and indie filmmakers. I am your host, Timothy Patrick, but you, you can call me Tim. In this episode, I'm joined by Alejandro Montoya Marin. He's a writer, director, producer who can be seen making his first feature film Monday on the El Rey Network's original series, Rebel Without a Crew. We talk about his film, his experience on the show, and what it's like to make a film with such extreme limitations. Let's get into it. And here we are with Alejandro Montoya Marin. Alejandro, how are you, man? Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. Big fan. Awesome. Well, there's there's so much to talk with you about. Um, you worked with one of my heroes, Robert Rodriguez, and, and you've done things that uh, a lot of people uh, would love the chance to do. But before we get into all that, can you give us a little background about yourself? Tell us how you got into filmmaking. Yeah, my name is Alejandro Montoya Marin. I I was born in Laredo, Texas, and uh, then grew up in Mexico, in the south and in the north part of Mexico, uh, where I really developed like my passion and my love for filmmaking. Um, my family has always been very, you know, like art driven, but no one does art professionally. They just they're very music. They're big music fans. They love movies. And that's how I kind of got into movies. You know, like movies have always been around me and sports, but as you can see, clearly sports is just not for me. And um, yeah, that's when I uh, I started I started doing uh, plays with my friends. I did little short films on my dad's camera that he got for uh, you know when they would go travel and and you know always been like a big. Rodriguez fan and the Kevin Smith fan and Tarantino and Bigelow, like all the up and coming, like in the nineties, independent filmmakers that were like a huge inspiration for me to, to just start watching film and to stop watching just the big box office, but to start watching the other realms of independent cinema and foreign cinema. And by the time I was like 14 and I was just doing short films, I started taking it serious. So started doing my research on Academy award winners and French film, French new wave and, uh, the history of Mexican cinema and Latin American cinema, Spain, all that. And um, uh, when I realized that you actually could study to do this, that's when I, I, I pulled the trigger and moved out of Mexico to go uh, study in uh, Vancouver, Canada, which is the the name of the school was Vancouver Film School. And it's the school that Kevin Smith went to. Wow. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, you reading about Kevin Smith going there. And uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think you learned as much as he, he thought he needed, and then he went home and made clerks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, good, good, good on him, but uh, I definitely needed to stay there the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Film school is great. I, I would love to have gone to, to film school. So uh, that's fantastic. You know, I was wondering how influenced you were by Rodriguez and Tarantino and sort of that 90s indie film wave that also I got caught up in. It was, it was very inspiring um, mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, and, you know, it, it, it shows in your work, um, especially in your film Monday, which uh, is all wrapped up with Rodriguez. And uh, 
Um, why, why don't we just start off there? Uh, how, how did you get involved in this, this show? I mean, maybe explain the show. It's called Rebel Without a Crew. Yeah. So it's called Rebel Without a Crew, and it's based on his book of the making of El Mariachi and how he went to Sundance and then, you know, uh, how that whole door opened. And, uh, I mean, the way I got involved was the most boring way. I just applied and went through the, the processes because it wasn't a process of just I, supply, I, I submitted my work and then congratulations, you're in. No, it was a whole, like, two-month ordeal where uh, here's – I wanted to submit. And then you have to write a pitch of the, of the script you're trying to develop and then show us previous work and then – uh, send us a script and then send us a, here's a questionnaire about independent filmmaking and how you would manage a set and then do a psychological analysis. And it was a whole process, but, uh, you know, we, we kept breaking it down from top 50, 30, 20, 15, 10, seven, and then, uh, the remaining five. Wow. And so it, the idea is that, uh, Robert Rodriguez will, pick hand pick these these filmmakers new filmmakers out there and put them in a in a house together for for what two weeks a month a month and uh make a well, make a film 14 days was to shoot we were there a day a week before for legalities and we did the auditions in one day and then the props and all that and then we stayed uh i i i want to say a couple like three four days after we wrapped, then we had to return equipment. Then we had to cut a teaser. Then we had to deliverable. Like it was, it was, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, even though it was a year ago, I, I don't remember fully. It was, uh, it was intense. Did your earlier films, because you've worked on short films for mm-hmm. a while now, did they also have that sort of Rodriguez uh, flavor to them? I mean. I try to I try to do um, projects that are different every time, just because I really like. As much as I admire Robert Rodriguez, and as much as I admire, you know, people like Kevin Smith and Tarantino and everything, I I, I my personal fl- flavor is I love all types of cinema. Like I can love Sin City from Dust Till Dawn, but then I will love Moonlight and Eight and a Half. Mm. I just like a good story and a good a good. Uh, message is just always i love that and and i feel that um like last year i I wanted shape of water to win but i also wanted phantom thread and they couldn't be more different Mm -hmm. and and i i try to challenge myself on every uh, on every project by doing uh a drama romantic comedy a dark comedy an action and then another drama and uh but they always have that I, i i i the snappiness to it. I don't like to waste people's time. Mm-hmm. So they want it super necessary. Do I really let the camera linger on a character? But I like to, I like things to be snappy. And yeah. uh, that's also something that I, you know, that can be very inspired by, by Scorsese or Altman or, or now Edgar Wright or, you know, like sure. fast paced, which, which actually, you know, one of the biggest influences of the movie was after hours by Scorsese. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And so how excited were you? You, you when you got accepted, you're going to be on this TV show with Robert Rodriguez 
and you're going to get to make a film. They gave you cash. Well, not much, but they gave you <laughs> seven grand, right? Yeah. I was super excited. I, I mean, I, I almost didn't do it. I'm not going to lie. It's, that's, I think as, as, a, as a filmmaker and as, as, as more people um, join the pool of filmmakers, there's a lot of noise out there and there's a lot of projects and that they don't put as much time and, I, and, and effort. So, we, you know, there's just there's an abundance of things. But then, you know, there's like a, only a portion of, of really good crafted stuff. And I didn't want my project to be, you know, crappy. I don't want people to to waste their time when they watch the movie. So I almost didn't do it. I was like, ah, maybe doing it under these circumstances. It's not going to be good because I've been working for 10 years to try to make projects short films to try to get a name out there to then hopefully do the feature. And one of my friends was, uh, was, a, was a great instigator to, to do it. His name is Tom Donnelly. And he was, you know, he's 58, I think 59. And he told me, you know what, man, um, I know you. And if you don't do this, you're going to regret it the rest of your life because I now at 59, I'm talking as, as I, if I were him, I wish I wasn't as a perfectionist as I was. I could have got, done other things. I could have done and gone on other adventures. And that's kind of like the plateau of making me decide. And I don't regret doing it. I don't want to do it again <laughs> because it was, it, was, it was a nightmare and it was super stressful. But, I mean, I like that I did it because I proved to myself that making a film as scary as it is, you just have to go and do it. And, you know, sometimes you'll fail and sometimes you won't. And, but you learn from it. You do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about the uh, the sacrificing quality when they when they pin down how much time you're supposed to do. Like, there's a very popular what is it the 48 hour uh, film yep. project, uh, things like that, where you're just you know you got four or five people and you got to go make a film in two days. And yep. I would have to agree with you. I. I I mean, of course, every once in a while you're going to strike gold, but uh, to be in more control and make sure you're getting everything you need and really put your stamp on the project, that's important to a lot of filmmakers. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree. So back to the show, Rebel Without a Crew. What was the vibe there with the... How, how many other filmmakers were there? It's four, uh, We were five total. Five. And, and what was that like? Was it like a, a really strange real world? Not really. I mean, I think at the beginning, well, not at the beginning, but I, I, Robert's met, uh, uh, Robert didn't mean to do a, uh, like a drama based show. It's, ma it's basically about making film and the struggles that making film um, kind of comes with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, it was eerie to, uh, to, to meet these people and that you're going to be living with them. But I mean, I, I think I walked out with a good, not all of them, but with a, a, a couple of new friends. And I, 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 I definitely like, we still stay in touch. So it was, it was interesting because I've never done it like that. And I've never been in front of the camera. It's just not for me. But so now it's like cameras on you the whole time. So it was, it was a little stressful, but kind of cool because you're seeing as everyone approaches the art differently mm -hmm. yeah i mean uh, you you want to be a filmmaker not a tv star right i agree i don't want to <laughs> the whole idea is interesting to me because he he 
Rodriguez uh, put restrictions on this. He wasn't going to make it easy for you guys. Um, the $7,000 budget harkens back to El Mariachi, um, but he also put other restrictions on you. What, what could you, can you talk about that a little? Well, I mean, we did, I mean, people are going to have to watch the show, but I can name you one. I can name you that um, we picked our locations in 15 minutes from a binder. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Like, uh, just, I mean, locations is such a, such a, this is a pivotal, pivotal role in a movie because it, it creates character to the world they live in and to the characters and how the camera is going to move around and, and to have that, and you can't do anything about it because if you complain about it, it's on camera. Right. So yeah, that was, that was the, uh, I, I remember, I think in the show, uh, it's, it's, if you pay attention when they, to me, when they come in and they're like, you're going to pick your locations from this by, I think I say, of course, <laughs> <laughs> I think I say that. I don't, I think it's in the show. It's in episode one, I think, because it's like, oh, here it is. Here's all the stuff that we're going to have to, to do. But you know, it's, it's, if you, it, it's very simple. It's like just being in a, in a regular movie. If you, Hey, you can't do this uh, big wide, and if you don't adapt to a medium or try to figure another way to shoot it, you're just gonna start like stand still, and then you're moving backwards because everyone else is moving forward. So, I, I think uh, that was always my my tactic: just keep going, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Surrender to the process, sort of. Yeah, but there's other other roadblocks, but uh, I think people should watch it because. Not only is it a good show, like I think El Rey did a really good job on it, but it's also a show that wants to highlight that if you really want to do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, Project Greenlight back in the day when that was on. That was and there's there's not many things like that for filmmakers. Yeah. We we just eat that up when when somebody you know produces something like that. Um, and yeah. I, I'm excited to see this show. And we should say uh, you can stream it right now, can't you? No, it's oh. it's uh, it's on El Rey Network, November eighteen. No, or eighteen. Yeah, I think it's eighteen. Okay, cool. And obviously, El Rey Network is uh, Rodriguez's own network because he's yes. such a stud. He had to uh, create his because own TV. He can't just be a good director. He also wants to be a musician, an editor, own his own network. He's a, <laughs> he's a chef. He's a you know, the man just wants to be creative, and I, I respect the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. So the film you made on the show uh, was based on your short film by the same name, Monday. And yeah. uh, can you tell us about that a little, the story and whatnot? Yeah, it's uh, Monday's an action comedy about the worst case of the Mondays. And it's, it follows Jim, this, um, this like, lovable stoner who gets fired from work. And when he goes back home, he gets dumped and kicked out of his house. So while trying to get back his life back together, he manages to find himself in the middle of a cartel war. Now he has to escape to survive. Yeah, it's very exciting. I, I've seen it. Uh, you, were, you were nice enough to send me a link, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank um, you so much. And uh, how much of the editing was um, done within the show? Or was, was that after? Oh, yeah, that was after. So in the show, what they it, it is like you only have 14 days. 
And if you, and obviously, if you're not the actor, or if you're not, if you're acting in your movie, your DP can shoot it. Hmm. Get a plus one. You get a plus one uh, to come and help you. But because I, 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 I don't want to act in my movie. I had to shoot the movie. Hmm. And yes, I. There are several out of focus shots, soft shots, soft shots. The the movie's beyond uh, is beyond perfect. You know, it's way it's not perfect at all. It has its flaws. Uh, but um, yeah, you could you had 14 days. You can't do any reshoots. And then after we wrap, they had us do a teaser, like a one minute teaser, up to one minute uh, the next day. So yeah, I had nice shoots. So I was I, I was very sleep deprived. But um, then after that, we all went home, and then we had to, uh, three months to edit the movie. Oh, nice! <laughs> and did they? Um... Did they have a hand in that at all as far as, like, sound effects or music or anything? Um, you could pick some stuff from the El Rey uh, library, but they would charge you. Like, it has to come out of your budget. Like, my music, um, that was one of my main, my main focuses. Not only was to shoot the movie, but to save as much money as I could so I can go out and get music rights because I... In order for this movie to function the way it does, it needs to be carried by music to keep the momentum and and and, and to keep the whole pop culture world around the the lead actor and the and the main character. So that was always in the in the back of my head to how can we cut corners to save as much as we can for music. Mm-hmm. Now Monday is is making a, a a run at the festivals. Is that right? Yes, we were lucky enough to screen at South by in March, and then we um, we went to uh, Soho Film Festival in New York, had a blast there, and we were lucky enough to close the Holly Shorts Film Festival in Los Angeles, and uh, we went to Cozumel, and uh, now we're going to screen at Santa Fe, Santa Fe Independent Film Festival in New Mexico, in our state, New Mexico, uh, Friday, October 19th. At 8 p.m. So we're pretty excited to premiere uh, the Team Albuquerque's uh, Rebel Without a Crew film. Yeah, that's great, man. And did you enjoy the uh, the festivals? I know you've made, uh, uh, you know, short films before, but this one has a little more weight to it, it seems. Just being well, associated with uh, El Rey and, and Rodriguez. I mean... There's, like, both sides. Every time I... Like, when I was in New York, we were lucky that we sold out New York. Uh, and Laredo, we've been we've been we've been getting a really good reception from people uh, because it's you know it's just it's a fun movie. It's not we're not reinventing the wheel. It's not a tour de force. It's not a it's just a fun movie. It's sit down, have some popcorn, and enjoy. And there's been you know some festivals really like the type of movie that I make is not for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a uh, a coming of age of a girl in a lake. With <laughs> and and the sunset to resemble that she's giving up or something. Or right, right. Yeah, that like leads my, me to my next question: Is uh, what were the other films like by the other form filmmakers? Um, were they completely different spot on the spectrum? Oh yeah. Well, we had uh, we had like a horror comedy, a sci-fi, uh, a seventies disco thriller, and a um, Another horror movie? Mm. Yeah, so 
Yeah, they're different. I think mine was uh, mine and the other guy Josh's is the one that we have more comedy and and everything. But he goes to like the uh, to the Evil Dead kind of like spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a lot of like monsters and stuff like that that he did. She did a great job. But there's always, I mean, when people watch the show, the cool thing is that there's going to be five projects at the end, and you are able to gravitate towards them or check them all all out, which hopefully they do. Yeah. No, there was no there was no built in competition between the filmmakers in this show. Is that right? Yeah, none. That's that's I kind of like that. I like that there's not like a winner at the end. You know, they're all winners because they made their film. Exactly. Yeah, that was that was that was goal number one. That was I remember that telling us that like the day before we shoot. This isn't a contest. We're just gonna do the movie. That's the goal. That's the, everyone wins at the end. You get to meet Robert. You get to do your feature film. You get to screen it at Southland. Mm-hmm. That's the win. Yeah. And and what what was the differences um, as far as running times? Were they all kind of in the same, you know, area? No, I think um, I think mine's the second shortest. There's one that's shorter by like 10 minutes, and then it's mine. And then there's one an hour and 30, an hour 20, and an hour and 30, something like that. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, my movie just moves like really quick. Mm -hmm. So I had to expand it with bloopers and a, a post credit scene because it was just, it was going way too quick. Right. You know, I'm thinking about the, the person that did the, uh, the seventies, did they blow their whole budget on uh, wardrobe? She brought a lot of wardrobe from home. She had a. She, she, she dresses very stylish, very 70s stylized. Hmm. So she brought a lot of stuff from home, and that, that helped out. And, and also the actors, because – so one of the things of the show is they take you away from your comfort zone. Like uh, we had three people that live in Los Angeles, one in Minnesota, myself in Albuquerque. So if we – yeah, they would have been like, Alejandro, you're going to go shoot your movie in Albuquerque. I'm like, got it. Mm-hmm. I know people here. I can I can have access to actors and locations and grip houses and like post production suites, etc. So that was the other element that you know they take you away from that. So when we had to do casting, which we had to do casting for our films in two hours, I'm not going to say anymore. Watch the show, <laughs> but we were really. Um, I think I don't know if the other filmmakers would say this, but I I, I felt that without the actors and the support that the community in Austin has for independent filmmaking, we've all would fail. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it, it's great. You keep uh, saying you got to watch the show. You got to watch your show. It's almost like you filmmakers are now becoming ambassadors to this television show. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a fantastic little thing there because your films go to uh, festivals and you talk mm-hmm. about the show, and more interest is is stirred up about everybody. Exactly. I, I, I think that the show will inspire people, and I think that it is a really good show. Or else, you know, I wouldn't submit my movie to film festivals. I wouldn't talk about the show. But my experience is 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 very is very positive. Like, I got to meet one of my idols i got to do my first feature film you know it's it's did it cost a lot yeah all this white hair my man that's all from the movie (laughs) that's you see that (laughs) so i i i'm really happy with it and i feel that people 
if you're going to take the step to do movies, because everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be interesting. Everyone wants to have a voice. Everyone wants to, but not a lot of people can actually do what they, what they love, what consumes them. You know, like to me, film is everything, you know, as, as dramatic as it sounds, if, if I'm 50 and I'm not making film, I failed in life. I was put in this earth to do movies and, 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 and to watch films and to interact with people and to meet people. And if I'm not doing it, it's like, what's, what's the point? So if something moves you like art or architecture or, or, or modeling or acting or singing or whatever it is, and you're not giving it your all. Yeah. I'm with you on that, man. I mean, uh, and people on a different wavelength than that, you know, the the normals out there, uh, they don't quite get it. Like, uh, you know, some some people might uh, say, "I want to make a short film." They make a short film, and then they did it. Uh, for me, it's 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 in my blood. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. And you described it perfectly. It's it's you know it's who I am. Yeah. Now you don't have to answer anything you you, you don't want to, or maybe you're not allowed to. But I'm curious. Um, does Rodriguez own the rights to all these films? Um, they belong to El Rey now, which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine because once they see the show, once the show ends, everyone can see all the movies. They're going to have all the movies here. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's cool by me. And is there going to, is this going to be a, a continuing series? Is there going to be a, a second season? I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, they're figuring it out. They're, they're, they're still seeing how, how well this show does. So that's why I, I push and I'm keep telling people support season one, because the more support it gets and the more reviews it gets, that means it could be a season two and then they can be on the show and they can meet Robert and they can do a feature film. So it's, you know, if you want to do indie film, you got to support indie film. You mm-hmm. can't just not support it and expect people to support you. That's right, man. So within the, the the short shooting schedule and whatnot, um, you say it was very stressful, and I, I completely understand that. Um, but what were one thing or a couple of things that you were surprised to learn? About myself? About yourself, about uh, filmmaking. Maybe something just clicked. You're like, oh, you know, just... Uh, oftentimes when you're in a whirlwind situation like this, so much happens, you have to wait till it's over to download the information. But oh, yeah. um, is, uh, is there anything you could maybe share with us other indie filmmakers that, that you picked up? I picked up on, I guess, that's a tough question, but I mean, I'll, I'll try to break it down. It's going to be long, so get, have patience with me. Mm-hmm. Um I learned to be more patient and I've said this on other podcasts, but it's like, I reaffirm it because it's really a lesson that I walked, I walked through. I learned to be more patient. I learned to, you know, when you love something, you don't want to let it go because you think that, you know, what's good for it. This helped me to collab more. I'm actually, like I just said, before we started recording, I'm collabing with one of my best friends right now because it's, as much as I want to be the next wonderkin, you have to know your limitations. And I don't, that's not me. So 
I come up with ideas and you spit them around and then it comes up and then I, you know, as a director, you choose which ones stay. And um, I think the show was very, very supportive and, 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 and pushed us to collaborate. And like I said, um, patience, I think, is the one thing I learned. And I learned so much from the cast. I learned that Jamie H. Jung, which is the lead of the movie, who plays Jim, is is a fantastic actor and committed and will always support the project. There's nothing worse than an actor that's in your project that finishes the movie and then never shares it or never gets the word out or never. It's it's that's your marketing that you have to do that. I learned that Anna Shadi is is incredibly talented and adaptable. The, the, the role of the hit woman was supposed to be a man. And we had to change it like a day before we shot because one of the actors couldn't make it and there was another there wasn't another actor that could reach what I needed from the other actor. So we flipped it into uh, to a female villain. And I thought she did a fantastic job. So adaptation there. Hmm. I I learned that Kenneth McLaughlin who is not only a, a great friend, but played Paul, was also uh, the AD and art director because he's committed and he wants whatever he can in his power to do it. And I learned that Sophia Embiid is, is, is incredibly talented and, and willing to do whatever it takes, including going to live in Austin for no pay because she believes in the project and she believes in the role and she believes in the characters and and, and in the dream, and and I can continue naming all the other uh, the actors, Joe, Marcel, um, I can I can keep going, Bonnie, but I learned to let go a little bit, and to listen, and to be patient, and and to love the craft even more, and I think that this experience has made me wanna just cr- keep creating. Like, I'll probably be creating movies of an old man who can't get up to go to the bathroom because that's what I'll have access to. And I don't have access to that. But until I die, I think I'll I'll continue to create, hopefully. And and it's safe to say that this whole experience um, is going to up your game from here on out. Like, uh, you have more drive, more inspiration. Um, do you have anything cooking? You said you're collaborating with your friend. Uh, what's yeah. coming up for you? Maybe a feature called Tuesday? Maybe. I'm not. It's, it's, it's not. Oh, did uh, I just call you out? <laughs> maybe. But I'm also trying to develop two other feature films. I'm trying to uh, spend more time in L.A. to try to meet, have meetings and hopefully find people that if this is what we could do with seven grand, imagine what we can do with a crew and 200,000, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm not here to waste any people's time or money. I just want to, I want to, I want to do stories and I want to make movies that can be, that can, people can enjoy. Right. So I'm still, I'm still, I'm still at it. I'm still trying to crack a couple of cases and <laughs> make some more projects. Is that you say you like to mix up the the type of films you you make? Um, yeah. Is there one that you're kind of building up towards in your career? You know, at some point you want to get there, and everything up until that point is almost like practice. That's a that's a great question. I've never asked that. I've never been asked that, but it it's 
there's a short film on my YouTube page called Lo-Fi that I did about three, I want to say three or four years ago. We were lucky enough to go to Rain Dance with it and uh, uh, Napa Valley, Holly Shorts. We went to several places and it's, and it's my favorite project and it's about the negative effects pop culture has in our love lives. The, the false expectations it creates hmm. and, and how we're all um, led to believe that we're only supposed to be with this person because that movie says it is. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it messes with us. But I think that that's the ultimate project that I would like to go and do. But I guess I can't do it for less than half a million. I just can't do it. It's, it's very art heavy and wardrobe heavy. There's a lot of like references to Kill Bill and to um, uh, uh, Godard films and, it's you know a French uh, film and et cetera et cetera. So it, it art heavy and music heavy. So it's it's just it can't be done. And, and you know what's really funny? I was gonna do, I was gonna try to do it for Rebel, and then I started reading the script again because I, I have the script. I wrote it, and then I was reading. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna be able to do this. <laughs> By page five, I was like, uh uh-uh. <laughs> no. So um, yeah, man. There's always there's always things that I'm that I'm trying to lead up to. And I think that that would be the project. And there's, there's actresses that I would love to work. I would love to work with Melissa. What was her name? Villa, Villa Senor, the one she, from SNL. She's hilarious. Mm. Holy crap. She's funny. Or Jenny Slade or Melanie, Melanie Linsky, I think is fantastic. Or Milana Vintrop. Uh, she used to do the AT&T commercial. I think she's doing like a Marvel movie and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a big name. So, uh, getting their agents and managers to get back to me is almost impossible, but uh, I'm not going to give up. They'll, they'll know who I am soon. I like your style, man. I like your style. Now, at this point in your, in your career, with the, with the bump of, of the show and, the, and your feature film, has that opened up doors to like um, agents or anything like that? I'm still looking for agent, for an agent. Um, I'm in talks with a couple of companies for management representation, and it, it has opened some doors. That's Not great. a lot. Not as much as we would like, but uh, I think with the airing and L-Rate Network, hopefully that changes because, it's like I said, it's like I just, I just want to work. So any door that opens is for me to push a project to hopefully fund it so then give more people jobs and, 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 and give people art that they would be excited to see. So, um, so it's it's slowly. You know how the film industry is. It's mm-hmm. Baby steps, baby steps. It takes time, but you're on your way, man. Be seven grand every time to do the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta pay rent, man. Right, right. <laughs> well, man, this is uh, this has been fantastic. Um, it, fun, man. That's a great call. Is there is there anything else you want to touch on? Um. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, hopefully that people uh, are interested in watching the show. Rebel Without a Crew comes out in l Network. Check l Network.com and add to see where it's, uh, it's available in your area and check out the show. Watch what five filmmakers can do with seven grand, no crew, 14 days and two days prep. And uh, I hope you like the movies and... You can follow me on social media, Alejandro Montoya Marin. I like posting 
about the adventures and the post-production and the pre-production and all the projects that we're working on. So Fantastic, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I, I, I think we got a lot of good information here. And like a lot of people on my podcast, you're, you're inspiring. And uh, thank you for sharing your story with us all. No, of course. Thank you for having me. And you'll be hearing from me more often. I, I have to return on this show, man. I really like this. This was a lot of fun. Well, that's that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Indie Film Grit podcast. Feel free to go to the website and check out the show notes, IndieFilmGrit.com. Follow us on Twitter, at IndieFilmGrit, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Well, I should really wrap this up, but before I go, let me ask you something. Do you have the courage, the passion, and the perseverance to make indie films? Do you have enough indie film grit? Thank you.